Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Josiah. I'm excited to look into a verse of the day today with you. We're going to get into the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation today. We're, in, uh, we're going to be in chapter 21, and I'm kind of excited. So if you're um, at home and you want to turn there, you go to Revelation 21. We're going to be in verse 4, okay? Revelation 21, verses 4. And uh, reading from the ESV, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying. Mourning there is um, not like what happens when the sun comes up. It's like mourning for someone who's lost or dead. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain any more for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21 and 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Uh, This passage is the hope of Christianity, and it's referring to that day when Christ returns and we enter into his kingdom forever. Uh, where his will is done and his kingdom has come on earth as it is in heaven. That's the ultimate aim um, of our faith and what all of us Christians are waiting for. And uh, I love, right off the bat, the personal aspect. So in other words, it says, it doesn't say their tears will be wiped away. It says he will do it. He will wipe away their tears. And then death shall be no more. (laughs) What a way to put it. No mourning, crying, pain, former things have passed away. Um, this would be the heart of how, you know, you if you've heard of heaven from the Bible, this is the aspect of it that people most often point to, and I think I understand why. Here in our world, we live in the midst of death, mourning, pain, crying. Uh, the fact that the Bible mentions crying at all is, is pretty neat, isn't it? It's a very personal thing, Uh you know, for people say, some people say, the Bible's just full of rules. Well, here's a part where there it's not that way, <laughs> you know. And uh, this is coming from a revelation, which means something that's shown to you. So something you wouldn't see unless it was revealed. Okay. And uh, John says he was, he was on the Isle of Patmos, a little island near Greece, and... He was there in exile. They dumped him there, kind of like a jail uh, for his faith. And while he's there imprisoned in exile for for the cause of Christ, um, Jesus reveals um, what's written in this book to him. And uh, it starts here at verse 1, a fuller description of the end of times, the new heaven and new earth that John's talking about. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So there's a city coming down from heaven from God. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And we know who that husband is, right? That's Christ. That's where we see him in this scripture. This Our church, we as a church, are being prepared as the bride of Christ. And here in the end we have this picture of God revealing a city from heaven and then presenting to Christ his bride, the church. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, 
look, the dwelling place of God is with man. So where God wants to live is with man. Can you believe that? I think the separation from God that we all feel and the fact that this world in many ways is separated from him can start to feel like that's just the way life is, but it isn't the way life is supposed to be. We're supposed to be with him because his dwelling place is with us. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Okay, and that leads us to our verse, verse four, where you say, okay, if he's going to be with us, what's what's he going to do then? Well, for one, in verse four, he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And, and he continues on in verse five, and he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. (laughs) It's excellent. And then it goes on to speak in verse 8 about those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Sexually immoral, sorcerers idolaters, all liars, murderers. Their portion is in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. And so the Bible is always very clear that God's dwelling place is with man, but some people do not want to be with him. I remember that. I remember being that way. Maybe you do too. Uh, The thing is, you don't have to stay that way. Um, The offer is made through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we could get back with him where we were supposed to be. All right, practically speaking for a Christian life, this is very visionary stuff. It's big. It's end of time. So is there anything we can do practically? Well, one thing that occurs to me um, as I'm sitting here, I've been to a funeral for a friend just recently, is that in times like that, I get to go in, and it's a tragic circumstance he died under, but I get to go in and I go, but this isn't the end. Like, I get to do this. I can be sad. There can be tears in my eyes. I can experience mourning, crying, and pain. But this isn't the end for me because I am headed towards not just death. You as a believer are headed in your life, not just towards death. But what all of us are headed towards now, like what our lives are ultimately headed towards, is that day with our faith in Christ that we know that God will reveal his city and he will personally wipe away every tear from our eyes. And death, mourning, pain, crying shall be no more. Former things shall pass away. So as we face our troubles today, whatever trials and struggles we're going through, as Christians, we don't face them as, well, this is all there is to life, so you have to make the best of it you can. Instead, we know this is not the way that life is supposed to be, and we can live accordingly. Um, We have Jesus Christ as an example of that. Jesus lived among us. He experienced mourning, crying, and pain, but he did it redemptively with his faith in God and his Father. He never even allowed death itself to rule over him or um, change his behavior or take his faith away okay and we are supposed to follow in those footsteps so as christians it's not that we won't experience hard times it's that those hard times are not all there is for us i would if i were you i'd recommend going on and reading and uh, meditating quite a bit on Um, the whole chapter of Revelation 21. It's just good stuff with the intent of getting a higher perspective on the tough times that we're all living through right now. Uh, There's a hopeful and a redemptive 
um, aspect that you will find, I think, very powerful in Revelation 21. So praying your way through that, could you could do a lot worse than that. All right, guys, thank you so much. I was glad you're along for the ride. I love it when we get into the book of Revelation because so many of you have questions about it. And I love when we just get in and start seeing, oh, there's tons of just normal stuff for the Christian life in there and powerful stuff that we can understand. There's quite a few things that are hard, but, man, I'd say the majority of the book of Revelation are, is things you can uh, benefit from and understand now. All right, I hope to see you next time.